Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've got to Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another True Stories Based on Fiction episode. I said that backwards, but (laughs) I am your host, Brian, and with me is... Evan, their host. And today is a special day. We have a special guest with us, someone that's never been on the podcast before. Uh, My buddy, Gorney, from high school, who lives in Hollywood now. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's uh, nice to... Be here. Damn right. Are you Hollywood like Andy Kaufman? Uh, Hollywood, you miss the same as all Not so much. Not so much. But I do do live in Hollywood. I've been there for, what, man, 14, 16 years at this point? A long time. Uh, I mostly just work in post production, finishing in, doing a lot of color correction, uh, that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, it's, it's nice to be out there right in it. Very cool. Yeah. So you're in town for a couple weeks, just uh, spending time with family and uh, getting acquainted with old stomping grounds and uh, getting excited to head back? Uh, getting pseudo excited. I mean, it's nice being here and actually having some time away that we can remote in. So technically when they need to go back to Hollywood, all I have to do is go upstairs and <laughs> log on, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. So it's going to be nice getting back here more often. Uh, it's been, I mean... One of the best parts has been sitting around watching movies with you for once for the first time. Definitely looking forward to What If Tomorrow. Um, usually just you know, by myself at my house watching those things. and uh, It's been great, uh, actually. Having someone you can talk to about? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's not on a three-hour uh, time difference? Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about Hollywood. This last, uh, especially year, two years, I mean, you've had fucking, what, wildfires? Mm, uh, right, right, right. Pandemic affecting you probably a lot different than I mean I say the pandemic didn't affect us here but probably I died during pandemic. You died. Mm-hmm. Came back. Oh, looking good. Thank you. Uh, I have uh, three family members. I just found out got COVID in the last like week or so. Really? They're out of state. That's so I ain't got to worry about. <laughs> I am concerned about them. But uh, one of them was my sister. I oh, talked. Really? Well, I called her one time, one day, just to check in on her. I said, yeah. "Hey, I just want to see how you do it." I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, I'm just sitting on the back deck by the pool, uh, having some cocktails." <laughs> Sound pretty good for someone's got COVID right now. A good thing they got it now versus like last March. Yeah, <laughs> if you're going to get COVID, get it in August of 2021. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, we're not a, we're not a political podcast no. by any means, but you know, I don't even know really how much we ever really talk about COVID on. Uh, but I will say it's funny because you hear about shit now, and all of a sudden it's, it has these huge spikes. But it sounds like the death rate and everything yeah less. So I don't know. They're talking about how severe it is again, but I don't really know how severe it is. And blah 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 blah. Yeah. But back to Hollywood. So what's the experience this last couple of years been like compared to the first twelve years? It's been quite odd, mostly not having as much entertainment going on. Uh, I mean, all of our entertainment has been coming from streaming for the last last year, year and a half or so. Uh, and that's been the biggest disappointment is, is not being able to go out to the theaters. Mm. Um, 
the the, the ArcLight uh, franchise is one of the, the yeah. biggest known theaters out there that everybody yeah. loves, and they went under. Um, and it's it's rough to see those theaters just right now. The uh, the Hollywood ArcLight is still boarded up, waiting to see what's going to happen with that. That's the one that has the Cinemarama Dome. Uh, if you guys are familiar uh, with that yeah. at all, a uh, big white dome uh, turned into a minion at one point, and uh, um, it's it's just been rough not having that ability to go out until um, uh, what's the movie. Uh, last Marvel movie, uh, Black, Black Widow, Widow was the first chance uh, to, to get out, and I was confused where I'm going to go to see it, so I had to reach out to a couple mm. friends. What's the theater to go to? Went to the Alamo Draft House for the first time, loved it, and uh, we're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen, who's going to pick it up. Uh, now, the Alamo Draft House is that, but I heard they were going under too at one point, but then someone bought, bought them. I'm not really I thought, maybe I'm missing. Sure. Maybe I'm um, thinking of a different one, but I, I thought... know Regal has swooped in and got a couple of the arc lights, and uh, here AMC is, is looking for some other ones, but uh, that's all I know right now. Kind of like our poor Saginaw. Saginaw, I and I don't understand that, man, because Peg City was newer, but I think you'll agree that Saginaw was better. It was, but I know the answer to it. Oh, do you? Bay City's a rental in the mall. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, they don't own that. They're running. Oh, it makes they're sense. They're running yeah, space, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it makes sense. Um, it was cheaper to sell off the um building, but I was happy to see that. So was AMC came in and bought it. Imagine, imagine, imagine came in and bought it. Now, oh, so, Cinema Hollywood. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate that. Did they tell you in front of every movie because that dude comes along with his weird arms crossed? I'm the guy from. Cinema Hollywood. We made it. And apparently, the first movie that they show was a uh, Roadhouse. And they say that on every before every movie. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to burst around lately because like that's now my favorite theater. Because the chairs. Yeah, the chairs. I almost fell asleep during Black. I, I definitely fell asleep during uh, Suicide Squad. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you went to the theaters for Suicide Squad? I saw it twice so far. In Which we'll talk about on a, on an episode coming up. Yeah. I, I saw it on, on HBO Max Friday night. And then I saw it on IMAX Sunday or Saturday? Sunday. I mean, D-Box, I guess technically call it. But, uh, so I've been to a movie. I went and saw Fast 9, Furious 9, whatever the fuck. Fast F- F9. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to that to see that in theater because there's no other option for it. Yep. So we've all been to a theater. Yep. Was and it good to get back to the theater? Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, it's nice. What I don't like more now is the same thing I hated before. It's all the actual commercials before the movies. See, I noticed when I went and saw Fast 9, it didn't really have any. It was oh, the quickest lucky. the movie came up you're lucky. that I've ever seen. I was like, oh, shit. There's a couple previews, not a lot. But, uh, yeah. So, speaking of movies, and speaking of commercials and trailers, leads us to our episode. Um, movie trailers. Something most people love at the beginning of the movie. Although one person in this room does not, so... Yeah, yeah, uh, it's interesting you guys talking about getting in there, because I try to not go into the movie theater until the actual movie has started, because movie trailers ruin movies. How so? They... Don't you feel it builds excitement for it? Uh, I think they do the opposite. I think all it matters is getting you into that chair, and then doesn't matter how much you enjoy that movie afterwards. It, the, the, it's become too much of a marketing... Uh, gives away too much of the movies. Oops. Definitely gives away way too much of the movies, and and it really it, it's it's taken away from the movie the the whole cinema experience. Um, I stopped watching movie trailers 
for the second Matrix and has mm. been the best decision I have made ever since. That was like t- 10 years ago. That was a if not long more. Time. Yeah, more. Longer. Almost 20. Yeah, almost yeah. I, was at, I was at Media Place still. <laughs> yeah, almost 20 years ago, huh? Yeah. It's, it's quite often where people will tell me how much they disliked a movie and I'll be like, I freaking loved it. This was my favorite mm. part. And they're like, oh, I've seen that in the trailer thousands of times. And I was like, stop watching the trailer. It's going to ruin the movie. Especially for comedies. All the jokes are in there. Yep. Best parts of all the action scenes. Uh, the first time I saw the Iron Man suit was on the big screen. Really? The, the Watching him blow up the tank was the best part of that movie. Him shooting, uh, shooting it, blowing it up, walking away. Yeah. Fucking fantastic shot. And it's in the trailer. So everybody's less affected and it just completely takes away from from just the the overall experience and you know they're not done by the directors they mm-hmm. they, they mess with with your head because you're like wait I know this shot is coming up so this guy's not gonna die now <laughs> so there, there's plenty of times where it just it, it either will just it 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 does too much to mess up your expectations mm-hmm. and if you go in there no expectations, knowing the least about about a movie at all, the more you're overall going to enjoy it. Hands down. So, um, two, oh, sorry, so two, or one thing real quick. So I know you said that it's not... So the a big thing is the trailers aren't done by the directors, and I know that's kind of where Suicide, Suicide uh, Squad, the original, the David Ayer. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, the Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, a lot of that controversy came out because when the trailers came out, that movie was hyped so well. And I'll give, I'll even argue to say Batman v Superman too. Cause those, yes. those are two movies right around the same time that I remember, I remember still thinking, I think Batman v Superman and Force Awakens came out the same year. And I want to say the first trailers launched around the same time. And I was more excited, obviously, for Batman v Superman than Force Awakens. And I'm like, this movie is going to be epic. I mean, the way they have this movie, Looking the, uh, which I, to be honest, I still enjoy Batman v Superman. Um, but Suicide Squad was, was a completely different movie in the trailer than what the final product was, my opinion. Well, also though, um, that trailer is a really good case study because that changed the trajectory of that entire movie. Because before then, as far as what I know, they had the air cut. Which he, he was a fan of because it's his movie, of course. And then when they hired the outside studio to make the trailer, everyone had a good reaction to that trailer. So they got that, that company Warner to edit Brothers the whole it movie. To re edit the yeah, whole to movie. Yeah, to re edit the whole movie. And so that fucked everything up for that movie in terms of what Air's vision was as the, the a director. So that's actually a, a brilliant and interesting case study about the whole thing. And then. Another thing I was going to say is, this is a conversation me and you were having right before we got here, is probably more an unpopular opinion with a lot of fans out there, but you said Age of Ultron, Avengers Age of Ultron is actually up there as one of your top Marvel movies. One of my personal favorites, yes. That's a hot take. Yep. That's um, mostly because I uh, completely didn't know Vision was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for the Marvel movies, I try to go as media blackout as I can, mm-hmm. just knowing nothing... Uh, it's difficult because I, I like yeah. <laughs> I like watching recaps and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's times where I've got to cover my ears, dive into the couch <laughs> uh, to, to not get some spoilers. I'm, I, you know, there's already I'm, I'm a set. I know who uh, some of the villains are in Shang Chi, um, and it would be great to see that for the first time on the big screen. And it's just you know, kind of 
I don't remember really watching movie trailers as a kid, and I guess it's one of the ways really? I can have that experience again of, like, you're walking into this completely unknown uh, and, and just taking in as much as you can. Um, but, yeah, I've uh, I definitely 100% enjoy things more the less I see of trailers. Now, I'm not saying completely try to, to be spoiler-free. Um, teasers, I think, are fantastic. Uh, I think teasers should should take the place of trailers in front of movie theaters, mostly just because it's gotten to just too long of a time before the movie actually starts. <laughs> so throw up a bunch of teasers, give them a website That's if you want to go home idea. and watch the trailer. Yeah. Go ahead and do that. Oh. So what's the best teaser, that, in your opinion? Uh, you have an example of one that you really the trans The first Transformers teaser was freaking that was fantastic. Really and Terminator Salvation had a good one, too, because I had no idea that that was coming out, because that came right before Batman... The, the Dark Knight, I, I, I believe. You saw, like, the... Uh, I think you saw his foot. Then you saw, like, a fucking Terminator head come. Then he stepped on it. Like, what the yep. fuck is this? Then it's pinned up to Christian Bell. Like, Christian Bell? Batman's gonna be in this shit? Doesn't even need to be a shot from the movie. Yeah. It's, it it yeah, can be completely just, hey, this is coming out. This is the day. If you mm-hmm. want this movie ruined for you, go watch this two-and-a-half-minute trailer. So you're saying not make trip. You're not... Saying don't make trailers, but right. you have a specific make it, place. Where you make it more of an optional thing if you want that much information about a movie. Any of the jump questions, fine. Um. So, a question for you though. So, how do you even find out about movies that are coming out? Mostly from posters. When I go to theaters, um, is is kind of nice. And uh, just being aware, I mean, I know I'm going to see every Marvel movie, so right. I'll have those dates already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll know I'll see certain big movies. Um, I mean, it, the best thing is what's the big movie of the weekend? Just go see it. And that's, that's <laughs> the best way to choose which movie yeah. to see. And um, I mean, I saw Twilight that way, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, just you're kind of just aware of those things, especially just being out there yeah. and always yeah. talking about anything. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it, it's uh, it, it just kind of comes down to really um, just even not knowing who's casted as a person. Um, I love Stanley Tucci. Anytime he pops up, super <laughs> excited to see that guy. Uh, and it, it's it, it's it's actually really fun too to see a movie and then watch the trailer mm-hmm. and be like, why would you do that? Uh, Michael Bay's The Island completely mm. gave away what that movie it did. was about. It did. It did. Um, and another one for me was Wanted. Um, you know, not that great of a movie for most people's standards, but there's things they show in the trailer that tell you everything that's already going to happen. Um, there's a shot where he, like, the first time he, he curves the bullet, they show in the trailer he kills the guy. In the movie, it, they play it off like he didn't go through with it. And then they go back later on yep. and say this is what happens. So I'm like, they really just kind of messed with how they wanted that to play out. Um one movie that I didn't, uh, I did see the trailer for was uh, Limitless, and there was the, this conversation between um, Bradley Cooper and De Niro where he's explaining about everything that's going on, and it's literally one of the last scenes in the movie. <laughs> and so you're watching this, and you're like, "He's never going to die because I know I have not seen the scene yet." Right, and right. It, it, that happens way, 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 way too much. Um, it, it's just, it's a really, I mean, it's quite enjoyable to 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 just sit there and and watch this trailer for a movie you just saw, and you're like, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. It, it is, it, it, and you can tell it was just to sell tickets. It did yeah. not matter what people said afterwards, because um, 
Uh, the, oh, the other thing I was going to say is how do I know what movies to see is I go to Rotten Tomatoes and I read all the negative reviews only. I That's never read too. positive reviews because way. it just does not do, uh, it, it doesn't heighten my expectations where I'm like, this better do this, this better do this. I go into a movie thinking it's a good thing this movie got made and you're lucky this got made because that's really how it goes is, is every movie that comes out it's amazing that you even got made in the first place. Yeah. And and if you go with that expectation and you try to actively enjoy a movie, I rarely am disappointed that I, I'm spending whatever amount on a ticket. I mean, the $20 to ticket out there right now. And so it's, it's, you know, I'm not disappointed with my experience after that. It's, I lower my expectations as much as possible, know the least amount I can. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, I find something to enjoy. So what was your thoughts on Jet Trinks Fantastic Four? <laughs> that's actually that's going. No it, trailers. It, it was great to see how bad it was. It was, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I knew it was a train wreck going in. Uh, fan four stick is the, the, you know, that's the what term they call that it, most people call. Um, the nomenclature. Yeah, it, it, was, it was still great seeing the, the visuals they did. It was great uh, seeing the changes that they tried to make and mm-hmm. seeing how they played out. You know, I was not upset for seeing it. it. You know, afterwards, I'm like, "All right, well, that was a thing." But it, it was still, it, it was still an enjoyable experience to see somebody try to do something. And and even though, I mean, learning lessons from it, if anything, if, yeah. if you know what 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 was wrong, what was right, um, the wig was wrong. <laughs> Everything else was not right. So, yeah. but it was still good to see. I mean, Ben Grimm and that was fantastic. I did, was I did enjoy that version of the thing, and um, just some of the other elements they they try to do. It's nice to see people try those things, yeah. and we can't keep saying "Don't do this, don't do this," because there are going to be some movies that come out that are absolutely fantastic that nobody will seem to try anyway. I'm going to try to think of some of those right now before you're asking me what those were. Do you think that's a movie that'll eventually go down and having more of a cult status than what it is? Or do you think it'll forever be a hated? Uh, it will ever, it will be hated. I think. Because of the director? Um, not I, so I think much. Probably, probably because it's bad. Yeah. I think like, it's like universal. Yeah, but there's a lot of bad movies that become cult favorites over time. But like, ones that were perceived bad that weren't actually that bad, though. I feel like this has been pretty consistent as we call it terrible. I'm trying to think of good things about it. There are <laughs> good luck. Cause it's not like can't be bad. If a movie's bad but it's can't be you can fuck with it. I mean like it Batman started Robin? Yeah. It, it started yeah, good. Exactly. The first act wasn't That's right, terrible. That's right. Um it, but, and that was the issue kind of with it, was that whole movie was a first act, second act, the third act battle was two okay. minutes long. Yeah, okay. and, well, I yeah. think what they tried to make it, I think they tried to make it a horror slash ultimate Fantastic Four, as opposed mm-hmm. to just, hey, we haven't gotten a Fantastic Four movie right yet. Honestly, if it was not a Fantastic Four movie, probably, probably a good movie. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the other problem that happens right now, is you're going to find people that write scripts that are saying, oh, this is a lot like this property, mm-hmm. oh, let's buy that rewrite it this way just because there's a built-in fan base and we're guaranteed to make some of our money back. Yep. So I'm going back to so what you were talking about with the teasers earlier. Because um, I knew, and I've been talking to you about this, that uh, I remember there was one in particular, and I've said, you know, you had mentioned teasers that are scenes of movies that aren't in it. And I think I can remember probably the most famous teaser trailer of all time. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1. Oh, with the word they, Yeah, they filmed the whole part of the movie that wasn't even in the movie at all. 
and it was just to introduce. So I still remember where I was. I think it was premiered on Good Morning America. I was in Texas. I think it did. I think I, think I was in did. Texas. And it all of a sudden, it was like, it was it the first, not the first footage, but the first teaser for Spider-Man, yep. not even in theaters. Yep. 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 And you see him kind of swing. I don't know. Did you get a good glimpse of him? Or was it just the maybe his hand, the mask, the, and then the eye? The eye, showed the, yeah. Oh, yeah. we know, because he webbed up the, 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 the helicopter. Yes. The, yes, yes, yes. And yes. The, between the three. Which you still can find that on YouTube. You can. You can. Okay. Um... But this is something that you may not know because you haven't been watching like a lot of trailers. What they're doing now, first time I saw it, as we've discussed, was on life. But they'll put scenes in the trailer, like full full length trailers that aren't in the movie at all. Like in Infinity War or the other one that had the the Hulk running in fucking uh, Wakanda, not in the movie at all. That I like. Or I do, do you like that? I, I, I do like, and they also did that with Doctor Strange, where he, when he was going back in time, they had a different shot of him, or he wasn't yes, even there. Yes, I do like that, uh, just because of the misdirect, where when you see it, you're, you're, it's not automatically spoiled for you. And I won't go into detail, because I know you don't watch them, but there is a movie upcoming that could be have a big case of doing something similar, which is Shang-Chi. If you think about mm-hmm. it, you'll know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, because uh, I try to um, not, I try to stand outside a theater until I know they're <laughs> you done. Were if about I this. have to be in a theater, Damn. where some, some places you do, uh, or else they won't let you in, right. I will cover my ears uh, wow. and duck down, make humming <laughs> wow. noises. Um, if I'm at a friend's house, I will <laughs> dive into the couch. Um, and it's just because I have noticed a drastic <laughs> increase in how much I... In, in enjoy entertainment, the less I know about it. Um, which, you are dedicated, yeah, man. It's, 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 it really does help. And um, it, it's, I mean, the biggest, biggest argument I can probably make is, and I kind of touch on, trailers are now their own art form. Yeah. They're, they're now their own, like, people are more excited for trailers than they are for the movie themselves. And uh, certain times I will get into it. Uh, I read all the Harry Potter books. I knew what was going to happen, so I did watch those trailers. And yeah. that really, that really got sense. me pumped for those. Mm-hmm. For that, I did That's consume really good every every casting, every mm-hmm. article, all of that. So there are times um, that, that I'll do that. Um, but for the most part, I'm also a little weird in that point where I like watching movies before I read books. Um, and that's not always the I'm case. Sorry. I did that with Ready Player One and definitely enjoyed the movie more than I enjoyed the book. This is a whole other conversation. So that you enjoyed the book before the movie or the movie before the book? The movie before the book. But that's actually a good tangent that I'll mm-hmm. go on with you. A lot of times, because as you see, besides my shit being fucked up, I'm, I'm a pretty avid reader. I enjoyed the movies more than the books 85% of the time. Because they cut out all the fucking fluff. They, they get right to the fucking story. They don't have all these fucking chapters of fucking talking about a fucking tree. They get right to the story like this. Mm-hmm. Books go everywhere. I, most of the time, I prefer the movie over the book. The only, so I, I'm not going to say I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. The only thing I like about reading a book before a movie is you can create that character's own voice in your head, as opposed to. But then, what doesn't I, that come? Doesn't that make it more difficult to see the movie if you've already got these preconceived notions that you want to see and that's not set that way? It depends how the characters perceive. So, one of my favorite books of all time was Jurassic Park, and one of my favorite movies of all time, Jurassic Park. You got through that book? Mm-hmm. I tried, man. Both I was so fucking poor. Both of them. I mean, it's. The book is a lot more horror story than it took a long time to get to the fucking park. I'm like chapter ten, and they're talking about a fucking fucking little girl getting bit by a fucking. 
Um, Big damn sword. But, wow. you know, I'm trying to think. It's been years. So I, think, I might have been in grade school when I watched, read that book. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's obviously different arcs for the character. Yep. Um, yep. Certain characters die in the book that didn't die in the movie. Um, honestly, I'm, if I remember correctly, Jeff Goldblum's character died in the book. Hmm. Then he was a fan favorite for the movie. So they brought him back. Even all of them. So they brought him back for the Lost World book and basically said that they faked his death. They had to fake his death. (laughs) That's interesting. Um, But then I read the Lost World book. I did read the Lost World book before I seen the movie. And they have a completely other characters in the movie that aren't even in in the book that aren't even in the movie. Hmm. Like so many other characters. The main character of the book of the Lost World isn't even in the movie. Not counting Jeff Goldblum. I, that I mean, this kind of uh, another point that I can make to how to just kind of enjoy things more. Yeah, it, it's it, understanding the concept fully of based on the story. Yes, like I know exactly. The, what you're like going back to Harry Potter, those movies are based on the books. They are not the books. Yes, and any story where you say or any anything you see that says based on a true story. Based on, you really need to stretch that out. It is Especially based. on the base of two stories. Yeah. Um, a guy uh, got shot. That's why they took... It's yes. a completely different movie. Totally. That <laughs> is... Same, a, bear, a bear attacked a, uh, a human. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're going to make a whole movie out of it. Because the fucking the fuck relevant... I mean... I can pronounce that like the Revenant? public. Yeah, yes. That's based on true story. And then I also video about how different the actual story was from the mm-hmm. book. And it's like... Man got ripped by a bear. Yeah. And if you watch... I mean, if they made it, you know... Word by word, that you're just gonna be like, this is terrible. And you know, this, this is not a history class. <laughs> exactly. This is not a lecture. Exactly. Uh, and so you really need to understand, like, getting that in your head of based on is, you know, yep. this character is from this, and literally that's all they have to do. Um, yep. I, I, I actually didn't see World War Z, but I heard that's one of the biggest. Yeah, because um, that's not even that. a fiction book. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a faux manual of what a person would do during it. It's like a, a fucking coffee table. Oh Christ! They made how to what to expect when you're expecting the movie. Yes, exactly, exactly. And fucking uh, the Steve Harvey movie. uh, What fuck Kevin Hart? Um, his stupid ass book where he finesse all these chicks. Think like a man, act like a woman. That's not a fiction book, but it took to make two fiction movies about a book that's basically a self help book for women. Yeah, so it happens all the time. Yeah, um, it's it, 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 that's. I hope they drink beer. You know, just having yes. expectations. Yes. And, uh, what was um, uh, uh, Will Smith? Um, Last Man on Earth. No, Why the Last Man? Which one am I talking no, about? No, uh, uh, that the one. The exactly. One. Yes. Yep. Uh, but like knowing that was just based on an idea. Uh, that was another script, and then they want to put this property into it, yes. getting it rewritten, and just kind of you know. Really knowing that that is the way things need to happen mm-hmm. because movies come down to budget one hundred percent and budget budget maintains schedule and that's that is how movies get made budgets yep. and schedules it, it is not somebody gets to sit there working on their CG until they say it is done it is you know the money is out the schedule is done this is because we're going to get this shot credit people are going to complain then we'll redo Sonic afterwards speaking of so yes this is the conversation I had with him the other day. Uh-huh. Hot take, conspiracy theorist. He believes that Sonic was always set to be Sonic. The design that it, the final out design so was always what it was. They deadpooled it, kind of, sort of. He How? thinks they intentionally put. I think I'm saying this right. They intentionally put out a fake trailer 
well, a trailer that was the real trailer, but replaced their Sonic with a ugly looking Sonic to get controversy up to get people talking. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that was very, very much intentional. But you working in kind of in, in like a Hollywood system, would they waste that kind of money? Yeah, I mean that was some, that was some great marketing. That was they got so much free talk over everybody, just saying, "Look how stupid this is," and more people probably found out about that movie that because of how stupid Sonic looked, and and just went with it. You know, that might have been where they were at some point, and people were like, "Yeah, this is bad, but let's change it." And but they're just like, "Well, everybody's talking about it. Let's just see what everybody else says." And and if 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 you know everybody was fine with it. For somehow, everybody's like, fine, they're like, okay, then we don't have to spend more money to do this. But it it guaranteed that was somebody saying, let's just roll with this and see what happens. They knew it was bad the entire time. You think they would have had to. And literally, uh, there's a lot of movies that I'll watch just because I hear about the drama commotion that's happening. That's true. Um, The last uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, The Zack Snyder one? The newest one. Yeah, Army, yeah. Of the Army of the Dead, Some where uh, <laughs> Chris D'Elia was removed and uh, Tika Taro was added in. Watched that movie just to see that. If I didn't know that, thought it would have been seamless. I didn't know it. Yeah, so literally replaced the character after it was almost a lot cut. And really? I watched the movie for that reason. And so just just hearing those controversies, that kind of thing, seeing how... I mean, that's one reason I like movies. That's seeing the how thing? they get made. And it's it's it was... That's how... You know, that's what drew me to it. So yeah. you, you never know, um, especially with the casual people, what's actually going to be what gets them to watch that movie. And, so isn't that the and same? going back to trailers, they're going overboard trying to get people into the seats. But also, like, to your theory about Sonic, what's interesting about that is, and maybe more people should listen to it, and like, this might go into a tense, well, I know it will, but it... I think that that did make a lot of people go to see the movie because they listened to the fans, which everyone's complaining about they aren't listening to the fans and they're only doing what they want to do. Yeah. But what's funny about that is no one's following suit with that and listening to the fans. They're still doing what they think they want to do, what they think people should watch. Mm-hmm. Now, kind of going along with what we're talking about, mm-hmm. actually, I had two things. Yep. So essentially, really quick, and then go up because uh, you were just talking about it. So essentially, it's the same thing that they did with Hollywood's Darling, uh, Kevin Spacey, and replacing him on that one movie. Yes. Yep. With. Uh, all the Money in the World, I think it was called. Christopher, Christopher Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. Something Palmer. The movie was done. So they had a release. It was done, date. done, yeah. It had trailers. And he was, he's like the main character. He had a trailer with him in it. The movie was set. Then all of a sudden, he started fondling boys. And they And they recast him and reshot all his scenes. I'm not Sean Lester. I'm gay. That's the worst thing It's okay, guys. I'm gay. Um, oh, oh, that's it was the gayness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and that's a stereotype, the wrong stereotype about homosexual that your child yeah. left. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's just lean into this for distraction and make it work. <laughs> Get him out of here. But anyway, so I know, I think it was something that we were talking about last week, but there's a rumor going around that Marvel's toying around the idea that they might not even do a trailer for. Spider-Man, Spider-Man with No Man. Way Home. And we are only August, September, October, November. Four months away. I mean, we but should be at least... Have some by now, yeah. And this is, this, is a great, this is a great argument uh, for, for my case right now is we know the rumors of what people have heard. Right, right. How great would it be not seeing that for the first time on the big screen? 
seeing if these rumors are true, and I don't even want to say them. Yeah, it's it's if you know experiencing that, whether it be the the in credit scene button or whatever, it, it's that's that is what movies are all about is, yeah. is seeing that in the, the, the biggest screen possible being drawn into that movie forgetting everything else that's going on and just having your mind blown. And well, I think that's a, oh, go ahead. that is a ballsy experiment too. But I think that's that where they're whole movie industry. I think that's where they're at right now is like you know we'll say the rumor everyone knows what the rumor is. is Do you know they, what the rumor is? I want to ruin it for you. I know the rumors, <laughs> yes. Say what the rumor is so I don't ruin yeah, exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> I mean the the rumor is we're uh we're gonna be seeing uh Andrew Garfield and um Toby and Toby Spider-Man. What? what? No. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um so no, yeah, that is the big rumor is that they're There's bringing part of it, please. So you almost gotta wonder is Feige and company Let's say, let's say the hypothetical doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they do have great word of mouth going on. Yeah, but and Marvel's no got to bait and switch. You almost got to wonder: are they in, are they have they backed themselves into a corner now that will the movie fail if they don't have Marvel one? doesn't give a fuck. Well, Disney doesn't give a fuck. I should say. I don't even see this backing themselves in a corner. I see it almost the exact opposite. Brian, we had this talk uh, earlier too, where you know they're listening to the fans saying all the fan theories, and they're probably playing off of those. And, I mean, as much as people are are, are going to want to see those two people in the movie, they also know, hey, this is the next thing we can do with this with this. Well, if they don't do it now, they can... Okay, well, we know we can... Spider-Verse, too? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're essentially, you know, they can just listen to the fans and react to that because we know something is coming. We know more stories are coming. At least Kevin Feige is someone that cares about the fans. Does he, though? Because... Marvel is the king of bait and switch. If you think about it, they do a whole so thing. I think that, they think it's gonna lead up to the move. Nope. Well, I Taskmaster. Think, nope. Well, they did put Taskmaster on, but it's not the Taskmaster that we thought it was gonna be. It's not Tony. It ain't my Tony. The one thing <laughs> I must say <laughs> about Feige is he does seem to care about doing a good job and not just about making money. Yes, I will say what what I think, and this is what uh, me and Gordy were talking about, is that. I believe Marvel is actually ecstatic, and I think a lot of this stemmed from WandaVision now, is they have so, there's so many fan theories out there now. I mean, so many. The Mephesto. It mm-hmm. started with Mephesto. And, He's going to be Mephesto. No, she's going to be Mephesto. And if you notice, he just kind of sat silent during the whole thing. He let the fans. Yeah. Yeah. He let the fans come up with that theory, and you know, it didn't happen. But think about all the potential storylines that are set up now that are we going to get the Dark Avengers? It, it, yeah. it certainly seems like it. Are we going to get the Young Avengers? It certainly seems like it. We're, are we going to get uh, House of M? Thought we were already going to have it. But, yeah. I mean, he never came out and said it was. He never came out and said it wasn't. But it was led to believe that at one point in time, WandaVision was going to be House of M. And maybe that was going to be the backdoor way of getting the, the mutants in. And this was yeah. going to have a direct reflection into... Doctor Strange, uh, and I still think that last part does, but, you know, how much of it is just him having fun now? Like, oh, yeah, I mean, you guys are coming up with your own storylines, but it does have, it does have a fan base thinking and mm-hmm. excited. Um, let's end on this question that, that I want to pose to you guys. So keep it like fairly short. Do you think that people are going to get fed up? Cause now we're just a straight tangent. 
of Marvel doing basically the biggest bait and switch that they've done with all the shows in the last couple movies is a multiverse. Because Spider-Man, his last movie, had you think it would be multiverse? Nope, it's not a multiverse. Uh, Quentin Beckett is a liar. Hey, you think the same thing's gonna happen on fucking WandaVision? Didn't happen. Now it's finally kind of happened with Loki. But do you think people are fed up with that now? Of all the bait and switch? Because it happened like four or five times. I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. I don't think if they wouldn't have came out with the actual title of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness a yeah. year ago, I, I I think I personally think they got they saw that people were excited about it. I think they saw the success of Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yeah, they saw the yeah. Su- they saw that people were excited about where Far From Home might be leading towards it, mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, we got a great storyline that we can introduce the Multiverse in." But now you're playing this. DC is doing the same thing. So, I mean, you got Flashpoint coming out where you got uh, at least two different Batman. Don't ruin it! No, what, Batman? Who's that? <laughs> um, characters. But, it, I mean, uh, the rumor is on that is it's dealing a lot of... It's either Flashpoint or dealing with multiverse, multiversal story. But I will say DC's been kept pretty clean. Yes. Quiet. Well, you, you have to add one thing in here to, to Marvel slash Disney is the acquisition of Fox. That is a big game changer uh, and a reason they're probably hitting this multiverse really hard because that is the best way to open up bringing in all yep. of those properties. Plus, they had pro- they had to have had a lot of this Phase 4 mapped out, and then all of a sudden the Fox thing happened. I, did, did. I was surprised Loki came in when it did and went as far as it did before uh, the next Doctor Strange. Uh, because yeah. uh, as far as I kind of understood... WandaVision was leading into Doctor Strange, and then Loki kind of has seemed to blown that up even farther. What we're already looking at at uh, Ant Man Quantumania, and yeah. so and that's not till what twenty twenty three and or twenty twenty two. Well, we're still no twenty twenty three. But yeah, I was really surprised Loki went in there and and blew it up as much as they could. But of course, that's going to have ramifications for anything that has to deal. Uh, uh, just uh, knowing what how Kane gets involved on it. Sorry if you don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> Although they spent the whole season for that one episode that did that. Because, oh, Loki is when it counts. Mm-hmm. Dad watches a fucking episode of Loki trying to fucking stuff as a girl. And then <laughs> finally, in the last episode, has something that actually matter. This is Marvel on COVID. Which is what all Loki was. Yeah. Is, all right, we can film two, max three people at once. <laughs> so we're going to have some talking episodes. Let's have on. a whole episode where we spend 40 minutes with Loki saying that he might be bisexual. The season finale was him sitting at a desk. Yes. Talking to Kang. But. Trailers. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's where we're uh, in this one. Um, so thank you for coming on. Uh, and, <laughs> and you might be on for some future episodes. You never know. In a world. In a world. But okay, uh, we are out for this bitch.